Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us conform to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education, director of Go Teach Global, and author of the book Men Alive. Jim, when we think about persecution, we often think of Christians being put in prison. On a previous broadcast, we talked about our booklet called Prison Power, How God Uses Imprisonment to Enlarge His Kingdom. We'll mention later how to get a free copy, but for the moment, let's talk about how we as Christians can prepare ourselves for being sentenced to time in prison. Paul, I find these conversations difficult. I have never been a prisoner. You have never been a prisoner. So people ask us, by what authority do you tell people how to prepare to go to prison? That's kind of a challenging question. Our authority is not gained from having an experience. Our authority comes from Scripture and the lives of Christians who have gone before us. My go-to passage for an authority would be the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 11.23-25. He states, I know I sound like a madman, but I have served Christ far more. I have worked harder, been put in prison more often, been whipped times without number, and faced death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. The Apostle Paul's life experience makes him a resource for us, just as the life experiences of the many prisoners we've met and interviewed, making them a resource for us. You and I will likely never in our lifetime endure more than what some of them have already experienced. Christian prisoners tell us things to do to prepare for prison. What follows are their words, not ours. We are their messengers. A wise piece of advice we heard from them was, prepare ahead of time. Exactly. Prisons do not provide Bibles, notepapers, pens, personal computers, hymn books, and three hot meals a day so you can have a comfortable spiritual retreat with God. The hymns and songs you memorize and sing now may be the only hymns and songs you hear in prison even if sung silently to yourself. The Bible passages you read, study, and memorize now will likely be the only Bible verses you will ever have in prison. Whenever and wherever you are arrested by police, you are immediately caught in their game. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. Both nationals and visitors need as much as possible to do that until they receive trusted legal counsel. The bottom line is simple. If the police have enough evidence to arrest you and convict you, they will. If they do not have enough evidence, you could easily provide it by talking too much. Any form of response to immoral, unbiblical opposition can be summed up in Jesus' words to his disciples. Look, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves, so be shrewd as snakes and innocent as doves. Those who have gone through an arrest tell us, Remember that at every stage of your arrest, the person talking to you must receive orders from his or her superior officer in order to release you. One detained journalist wrote, We were bounced from one official to another official, each passing us to a higher authority. 
Some may play the good police, bad police routine where one interrogator screams abuse and the next one apologizes for the first one's behavior. They are all part of the same team. They have one agenda, gaining points from their superior for their next promotion. Never think that you can endure and remain silent forever. Given enough time and enough pain, every human on earth will admit to being born on the moon. The best response during difficult moments is to remain calm, silent, close your eyes, pray, and endure it. This might be a good point to describe the stages of incarceration. Okay, first comes the informal, on-the-spot questioning by the authorities. For whatever reason you have been stopped, they will start to ask, Who are you? Why are you here? What are you doing? This may lead to a formal police station interrogation, where they say, Come with us to the police station. There you will be questioned by a higher authority during what is called the holding stage. You are held in a room or cell for an extended period of time while they check for more evidence or corroboration of your story to find or plant more evidence. Personal effects may be removed such as your wallet, computer, cell phone, etc. If they so choose, it can become an official arrest. This may even be publicly announced to help authorities secure a bribe for you to be released. If no bail or bribe, there is an interim time period before a trial. The authorities have to decide what is the best way to deal with you as their problem. One pastor in East Africa remained in this state as he refused to pay a bribe. His trial was postponed as the authorities kept saying, we are still collecting evidence for the trial. He was eventually released about three and a half years later with no trial and no compensation. Next comes either a release or a trial. You may be released and told to come back for a trial at a later date. This may mean here is your opportunity to escape the country. One friend of ours was to be deported back to his home country to face 15 years in jail. The public outcry was intense, so the authorities took him to the airport, put him on a plane and said, do not come back for 15 years. Even if there is a trial, it could lead to a release or additional sentencing. Sometimes the sentencing is part of a political plan by the authorities to use you as a pawn in a prisoner exchange. Whatever happens, you have lost control over your life, your time, and your amenities. They are in control, whoever they may be. This is a good time to remind you, our listener, that this is Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham. For a free copy of Prison Power, How God Uses Imprisonment to Enlarge His Kingdom, send an email to menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. That's menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Here's some of the best advice we've heard. Be passive. Nowhere in Scripture do we read that a servant of God, when arrested, tried to beat up the authorities. No one spit or swore at an authority. Scripture records that our Lord Jesus, the night of his trial and crucifixion, was silent before his accusers as a lamb before the shearers. So here is our five-letter response to harassment and imprisonment for being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Be at peace, spelled P-E-A-C-E. P, be praying. 
Immediately ask God for grace and wisdom. Being arrested as a Christian means you are under a larger spiritual attack by your only adversary, Satan. The police are merely his agents, not your enemy. Whatever you say and do has implications for other brothers and sisters around you. Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes 7.12, The advantage of knowledge is that wisdom preserves the lives of its possessors. Be praying wisely at all times. God is there with you. E. Be expecting it. You will be mocked, humiliated, touched, abused, even beaten. It happened to our Lord, and he opened not his mouth, but went as a sheep to the slaughter. It will not be easy. For your sake we are being put to death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Romans 8.36 A. Be accepting. Do not run, fight, resist, beg, plead, or believe you can get off easier by cooperating. The police are in total control. You have lost control, and loss of control often produces anger. Again, we find King Solomon saying, If the ruler's temper rises against you, do not abandon your position, because composure allays great offenses. There is an evil I have seen under the sun, like an error that goes forth from the ruler. Ecclesiastes 10, 4-5 C. Be calm. Stay silent. Christians tend to talk too much. Many assume that by revealing information, or truth, it is going to help their cause. Do not sneer, mumble, threats, nor offer any information to convince them of your innocence. By forbearance, a ruler may be persuaded, and a soft tongue breaks the bone. Proverbs 25.15 Remain sincere. Be polite and non-combatant. Do not badmouth or admit to anything. Suppose the police make an offer. Only a judge can make an offer. Say nothing to the arresting or interrogating officer. Ask them to speak to your legal counsel. Keep trusting God for what to say and how to respond. Anyone who trusts in Him will never be put to shame. Romans 10.11 E. Be expectant. Appeal for whatever legal assistance is rightfully yours. Do not answer anything without receiving legal counsel from a known and respected person. The Apostle Paul shows us this strategy in Acts 25.11. If then I am a wrongdoer and I have committed anything worthy of death, I do not refuse to die. But if none of those things is true of which these men accuse me, no one can hand me over to them. I appeal to Caesar. Spiritual battles require spiritual weapons. Be prepared with Bible verses memorized knowing how to walk in obedience and understanding the power of prayer. The king's heart is like channels of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he wishes. Proverbs 21.1 And Daniel chapter 3, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Mrs. Young was one of many female evangelists who played a vital role in the enormous growth of China's church. 
She often walked into the hills to have her morning devotions. She began her day with about 20 minutes on her knees in prayer. Then she got up from the damp, rocky ground and started to walk around singing as she went. She was asked, why do you sing so exuberantly when you are by yourself? Singing is a command, she said. In the Psalms, we're constantly exhorted to sing praises to our God. I didn't really understand the power of worshiping God and singing his praises until I was arrested and sent to prison. Nothing raised my spirits like singing. To keep a positive spirit, I need to sing. Preparing for prison. We may never be asked of God to endure a prison experience, but we must be prepared knowing that God uses prison experiences to extend His kingdom until we see Him face to face. For a free copy of our booklet, Prison Power, How God Uses Imprisonment to Enlarge His Kingdom, contact Dr. Jim's email, menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. That's menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. Do visit our website at goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks, on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to be men alive unto God, transformed into the image of His Son, Jesus Christ.